Welcome to the Profit Your Knowledge podcast, or welcome back if you are a returning listener. Always grateful to have you here. Today we're talking about cracking the code to work-life balance and the myths that go around that term. Uh, to help you do this, I have just the guest for this. He is recognized as the trajectory changer. This is Miyoko Taylor, uh, and he's a, an acclaimed life coach, uh, transformational coach, two times best-selling author and serial entrepreneur. Been in this for 15 years or so, maybe even more. And um, yeah, this is the stuff that he does. Works with really high-end people, um, athletes, you know, really, really busy professionals to help them create real success. And that doesn't just mean through money or through material things. That means through um, what we're going to talk about today. So super stoked about this. Let's dive in. I'm done flapping my gums. How you doing today, Miyoko? I'm good, man. It's, it's awesome to be here and uh, I'm excited. Yeah, I love this conversation of work-life balance because I think the person listening to this is probably doing it right now or we've all been there, just like hustle, right. grind. And that's mm -hmm. like also just a, you know, a thing that's pushed on us a lot, especially nowadays, especially in the personal development space, I feel is like the hustle, grind your way to success. And like there's a time and a place for it. But mm -hmm. I mean, if you do it long enough, you're going to burn yourself out. So you got to find some sort of balance between keeping yourself in the game and uh, also getting things done. Right. So Miyoko, what made you decide to be an entrepreneur and specifically, you know, that's not the beaten path, but, or the taught path for us. Um, what made you decide to become an entrepreneur and how did you get into what you're doing today? Sharing your knowledge. You know, I always knew that I was different. Um, I know that sounds cliche and kind of cheesy, but I always felt like I wanted to help people. Like my father, um, he passed uh, about a year ago, well, 9-11 actually, um, and he was a pastor. So I always had like a desire to actually serve, to help people, wanting to make a difference. And um, I, I kind of did that growing up, man. Like entrepreneurship was something that I didn't even know that there was a word that existed. But I, I used to sell things, cut grass, you know, mow lawns, <laughs> wanted some extra money at 11 years old, went out and started mowing grass, man. Um, one of those types of things. And I, I remember being 18 years old, man. And I was just like um, in college at the time. And I was like, I want to do something where I can actually help people make money and dress nice. That's literally what I said, right? Yeah. So I went to the newspaper with my girlfriend at the time. And she, we're, we're looking at some stuff. And it's just like help people make a difference, dress nice <laughs> and make money. I'm like, oh, there it is. So I entered in, I ventured into the uh, insurance industry, financial services. So the funny thing is what would happen is like I, I dealt with seniors at the time. So a lot of my clients would have me over. They want to have, want me to have dinner. They would never want to let me go. Right. So my insurance company at the time was like, what is going on? Why is this kid spending so much time over there? So I would write the insurance policies and they would invite me back for dinner. And one of the things that we would talk about, I love being around older people, right? Because they they know more. So I'm giving them advice on different things and my perspective on things. And they just love that energy. And what happened is I would be, <laughs> I would start to actually literally coach them, you know, and, and talk about life and personal development. And more of that would be going on than the insurance aspect. And I really thought the insurance aspects were, were, was what I loved, but the reality of it was dealing with people connecting and learning and i mean i was young at the time you know i was that person where people were like what does this guy know he's only 18 he's only 21 he's only 22 years old you know that kind of thing so that's kind of how it started but there was a point in life where 
you know, you you have some little outside and internal pressures from the parents. They're like, ah, maybe, you know, you want to do this. You want this job. So I got a job, you know, uh, <laughs> kind of in, in the corporate world, you know. Um, and I found myself, man, it was it was literally like I was at a place where I was depressed. Um, I was overweight. You know, I was in a very bad relationship at the time. But on the outside, everybody's like, oh, you have this and you have this form of security. Like, what's the problem? And I remember I got out of the shower one day, man. I looked into the mirror and I just started bursting in tears, dude, because I really didn't recognize who I was. And I was just so stressed out at the time. And I said, you know, you have one or two options, one of two options. You can either continue to go down this road. Your health is going to get worse. You're going to be even more miserable. And only God knows what else is going to happen. Right. Or you can make the scariest decision you've ever made in your life. And that's to go against the grain on what everybody else is saying and really start to pursue what it is that you really wanted. And this was my introduction, my first introduction into how to stop being a people pleaser and learning how to say no and learning how to have your own boundaries and actually start to pursue what you wanted. So, um, of course, because my father's a pastor, you know, and I'm, and I'm definitely a believer. I, you know, prayed and did some soul searching and all that stuff. And I just went on just the crazy part about all this. So I went on to Google and I typed in how to find yourself. I don't even know why I did this. Right. So all of a sudden, uh, Zig Ziglar comes up. I'm like, Zig Ziglar, who's this guy? So I start listening to him and then Jim Rohn comes up. and I'm like, who's this guy? Then Les Brown and all these other people. And I'm like, who are these people? I have to cough. <laughs> Excuse me. No worries, man. <clears throat> so I said, you know, who are these people? And I found out, you know, a personal development. That was my introduction into it. And I'm like, you mean to tell me that you can actually transform your life by your mindset and all this hokey, whatever mess, how much like whatever. Let me try it out. So I started to research and read books. And that year I probably read over 70 different books, man. I got to get this thing out of my throat. <laughs> there we go all right we're good so on this journey i read about 70 different books like i went crazy you know from this the, the science of getting rich and um rich dad poor dad uh to some of john Rasraf's book jim Rohn's book the seven um highly uh seven highly effective people yeah seven habits uh, a lot of different different things, atomic habits, just went into a tear. And I read this book called You Squared, YouTube by uh, Price dude, Pritchett. One of my favorite books I got on my show. It's, it, dude, it's, it's in so my top good. five, man. It's, so it's in my top five. Station in like 30 yes, pages. Like, yes, so man. Yes, it's, it's in my top five. So I read that book and that book absolutely changed my life, like literally changed my life. So I said, you know what, man, this is really, really what I want to do. I want to become a coach. So I got all the trainings and all those particular things. So I started off as a life coach. Um, then it transitioned into helping people from a business perspective because I had been coaching and doing pretty well. And then it went into emotional intelligence because, like I said, I love the study of of the human, the human mind, like the 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 strive for excellence, like what really makes us tick, kind of thing. Um, and, and many certifications later in LP and all that stuff, um, I told myself one day, I said, I'm going to work with, you know, Les Brown. That was one of my goals, that and to be in Success Magazine. 
So I was in Success Magazine. I was featured in Success Magazine at one point. And I happened to end up working with Les Brown like 10 years later on a, a book. I, I wrote the foreword for him. And it was pretty cool. But at the end of the day, I still felt empty. And at, experiencing all this success, right? That from a professional standpoint was cool. But my personal life sucked. Like it was horrible, man. Like personal relationships weren't good. Um, I just really felt empty and I fell into the hustle and grind mindset, man. So I fell into the pursuing and not, not sleeping and hustling and working for what you really want. And at the end of the time, at the end of the day, I wasn't present in a lot of other situations in my life. So I was completely off balance, but I was striving for work-life balance like everybody else. Right. So I used to tell myself if I had just had more time, if I just made more money, if I just had more of this and I got stuck in the whole deception of adding something else, like we're always taught that we've got to do something more to get what we really want. And the reality of it is we actually have to do less to get what we really want. And we don't realize that. And that's, that's what's being pushed in the media. That's the whole deceptive thing about this whole thing. Right. So, um, that's why it kind of led me to, wow, my problem isn't, being passionate about what I do. My problem isn't my vision. My problem isn't knowing my purpose. My problem is, is I've been pursuing something that doesn't exist. And I've been per pursuing happiness and chasing it in a way where it's right in front of you the whole time. So there's th those are the two major epiphanies that I had. Like happiness is not something you pursue and work-life balance is not something that can ever be achieved. And it's funny because it, that ruffles a lot of feathers because there's a lot of coaches out there that teaches people how to achieve work-life balance. And it's like, that's not what people want. People want to be fulfilled in their personal and professional life. That's what they want. It's about fulfillment. It's not about having equal amounts of time in both areas. It's just not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, so that leads me up to here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, your story is so similar to mine. I wasn't featured in Success Magazine, but I did hang out with Les Brown for a while. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, there's a video. I didn't get that chance, man. I didn't get that chance, but, but I'm sure that was awesome. Forward for him. No, I got to like talk to him and it was on some event thing and it was like a Q&A thing. So I chatted with him for a bit. Um, cool. Really, I mean, amazing guy. But yeah, you just like so many pieces of your story. I'm like, that's like so much like mine. It was just like, really? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then U squared. I'm like, dude, what the heck? This is crazy. Yeah, that's yeah. nuts. Uh, yeah, I was in construction work and I was like the total personal development buff. I read The Four Agreements. That was my first uh, intro. Have you read that book? I, I know. I have to read that though. Dude, read that. That's one. actually in my, if I could show you my reading list, that's actually in there. Read that one and then read the fifth agreement. The fifth agreement is like the real teaching. So the four agreements really like okay. kind of introduce people to the, the conceptual aspect. Got it. Yeah. But the fifth agreement is like, it's crazy. You're going to be like, really? Can't look at the, it's like eating the red pill. Like you can't look at the world. The same All right. Way. I got to check that out. Amazing. But anyway, yeah, this idea of work-life balance, it's like, I don't know. It's really interesting because I, I help people create like passive income and I do it for myself. And like mm -hmm. I was hustling and grinding when I was in construction work, I left, started coaching. Cause I was like, I wanted to, like you said, help people in a meaningful way and get paid to do that and have that be like my actual job and like look good, you know, and 
uh, all that kind of stuff and like dress nice or whatever uh, as part of my job. And then I got into doing life coaching and then I moved to productivity coaching. That's where I found out about digital products. I was just obsessed with how do I, like you said, eliminate, how do I do less things, fewer things that make a bigger impact and how can that, you know, basically free up more time. Cause I have a lot of hobbies and things that I like to pursue and digital products were a big piece of that. Uh, and it just started to grow from there. And that's where I started helping more people. But when you say like work-life balance doesn't exist, does that mean like, what do you, I, I just want you to unpack it more because I'm sure, sure, sure. I'm sure you do have work-life balance, Miyoko, but well, it well, not it's, what it's, people think? right. It's not what people think. So what I mean is like, if you were to actually put your personal life and your professional life on a scale, right? There's never going to be a time where they completely balance each other out. And here's what I mean. If I spend 10 hours as an entrepreneur doing something that I absolutely love, that's not work to me. I enjoy it, right? If I go home, and this is just a scenario, if I go home to my wife, to my children or whatever, and you're present, let's say, and I'll break it down even very, very down to the time, right? Right to the, to the amount of time. So let's say you spend 10 hours as an entrepreneur. You love what you do. You go home, right? Kiss your wife, husband, whatever. You spend one hour unpacking everything, right? Hey, kids, how's everything? How how was school? All these things, you right? You freshen up. Maybe 30 minutes, you freshen up. You come right down for dinner. So you're having dinner with your wife and your family, right? All right, let's say that lasts about 45 minutes, right? All right, another hour. You may spend watching a little TV with the kids. You're relaxing, all right? It's another hour. So now you're spending about 35, 40 minutes with your wife, spend a little quality time, right? Go to the bedroom, go to bed, do whatever you do. Wake up to do it again the next day. But you didn't have your cell phone out. You were completely present with your family. And that quality time and energy was focused on them. Now, my question for you and everybody listening is, will you feel, if this is what you enjoy and what's important to you, Will you feel like you are completely unbalanced in your personal professional life? If I spent the 10 hours and then like five hours. Right. If, if you were present for the three or four hours you were home, right? You were completely present on the things that you care about. Your family, maybe you were doing something you loved mm -hmm. in the interim, but this, these were all things that were important to you that you were passionate about and that you enjoyed. Right. Do you feel like you'll wake up the next day? Ah, oh, man, my life is totally unbalanced. You're not going to. So this is why I say work-life balance. And, and I'll, 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 I'll make a statement that maybe will make it easy for people to understand. Work-life balance, the way that we are taught, does not exist. The way that we look at it, it doesn't exist that way. It's not, it's not this time constraint type of situation where I need more time, I need more time. No, we need more intention. 100%. We need more focus. We don't need more time. Everybody has the same amount of time. Like I, I read an article where Mark Wahlberg, I think he said, I think the guy goes to bed at 730. Yeah, he gets up at like 730 at eight o'clock yeah. every night. And I'm just like, dude, that early. Right. But he gets up at like three or four in the morning. He works out. He's running business meetings. He's like doing whatever he does. He's picking his kids up in the afternoon. He's spending time with his family. Like he's going to the gym. And then he's in the bed by eight o'clock. This is his routine. And I'm looking at all the things that he's accomplished that we see he's accomplished. But I'm like, 
the guy is very disciplined and intentional about his life. And we as human beings, that is one of the things we struggle with the most. We are so unintentional about a lot of things because social media, so many distractions cause us to be unintentional about our own lives, but intentional about focusing on the lives of everybody else. And this is why burnout is so crazy now. This is why we're trying to, you know, people pleasing is so crazy. Everybody's trying to please everybody else except themselves. And we're hustling and we're grinding because we're looking at what Gary V said seven years ago. And we're all trying to hustle and crush it and <laughs> jab, jab, hook and all these things that were taught by these people. And we've lost sight of ourselves, what we really want and what truly makes us happy, man. You, you, you'll be surprised how many clients that I see. And one of the first things, very successful people. One of the first things I say is, what do you want in your own life? And you know what they tell me? They say, man, I don't even know. Nobody's really asked me that. I don't even ask myself that. I'm so busy trying to be everything for everybody else. I don't even know what that is. And that's where the burnout, that, that's where the depression and anxiety, all those things kick in. And, you know, we're taught, we see all these people on burnout and uh, work-life balance stress relief and breathing and all, all that stuff is great. But if you don't attack the root problem, the root cause, you're just covering, you're just putting a bandaid over, over a sword wound, man. It's you're still going to, it's still, still going to bleed. And uh, that's, that's pretty much my, my mission, man. Now it, it's not about this hustle and grind. This, this narrative that's being blasted out there. It's, are you, do you feel the same level of joy, joy and fulfillment in your personal life as you do in your professional life? And if you don't feel joy or fulfillment in either, then you definitely got to go back to the drawing board because mm -hmm. you'll never be at it. Yeah. I love when you said intentionality. I'm huge on that, especially because I did productivity coaching for a number of years uh, before I got into what I'm doing now. And it was just obsessed with efficiency. Uh, one of the best books that I ever read about the, all this stuff and intentionality was uh, Gary Keller's "The One Thing." Is that on your on your list? Mm, man, you you are you're yeah, you're you're, your list. you're giving <laughs> right me some thought provoking titles, man. So the one thing, the whole entire book is centered around this one question, and it's what is the one thing I can do that by doing that would make everything else easier or totally unnecessary? And that is right. a question that is the whole book's really just planned around. He keeps bringing it up and he goes over all these other tactics and stuff. But like, if, I just summed up the book for you. <laughs> answer that question. <laughs> but you, but it, you can answer that question in your business. You can answer it with your health. You can answer it with your relationships. You know, uh, if you want to get into better shape, you could say, what's the one thing I can do to get into the best shape of my life that would make everything else easier, totally unnecessary. It's like, well, the right. first thing, start exercising. And if right. you feel like that's so, if I just did that, that would make everything else so much easier. Cause I'd feel like I'm a held, held accountable. I'd be working out really sluggish. That would force me to work on my diet, whatever. I mean, you know, right. whatever makes sense to you, but it's important to ask this question and really think about it with your business. Be like, if I did one thing that would make everything else easier, if you're chasing meetings all the time and it's like back and forth emails, just to book a call, uh, start Calendly or Acuity and create it to where you just send them a link and the whole meeting is set up based around your availability. They pick it based on their availability and it's all happening 
with all you had to do was just send a link. No more back and forth right. email. You know, right. everything right. else easier or totally unnecessary. Right. No more back and forth email. So yep. really amazing book. And that's, that's been a big thing that I've adopted in my life. But for you, Miyoko, what have you done in your career as you've grown your business, you know, being featured in Success Magazine and a bunch of cool things, working with your clients and stuff. But then also, you know, you have, you have your kid. Um, and your family as well. Like, what do you do to have this more intentionality in your life? It's, I do a lot of time blocking, man. I, I definitely do a lot of time blocking. What I had to learn because woo, it wasn't easy at first, right? Because my daughter, you know, um, I was telling you that she's a three-nager. She's three years old, but I call her my little three-nager. She is a spark plug. From the moment she wakes up to the moment she goes to sleep, she's active. So, very, very athletic too. Um, so the thing with I thing with her, I realized that because I do what I do, I had to set boundaries, especially with my clients, because I'm the, I love what I do and I, I usually make myself very accessible. So what I had to do is set a boundary, especially when I have my daughter, because she requires time, she requires attention. And outside of me having a meeting or things like that. Uh, she is one of the most important things. So being very intentional about actually pouring into her, giving her that time that she needs with her dad. And, and it's interesting that you asked me that question because this is literally happening in my life right now. So I do a lot of one-to-one -one coaching. So I was talking to a colleague and he's just like, man, you know, why are you still kind of just doing one-on-one -on -one coaching? I'm like, it takes a lot of time and energy. So he said, have you ever thought about putting your you know, what you do in a framework. And I said, I do have a framework. He said, no, actually record it, you know, because I used to do a lot of public speaking. There's some other things I want to kind of get into to, you know, leverage time and be intentional. So what I did is I created what we're talking, what we're talking about. I created a course and this was actually very recent, you know, so I can actually be more intentional in my personal life, be more intentional in my business and scale it in a way where it's going to allow me the freedom to actually spend more time being intentional in more of the things that are important to me. So I guess that's that's how I would answer. I, I think I don't want to say scale your life, <laughs> but in a way it is kind of like kind of scaling your life. Like I can't be in a hundred places at one time, but I do want to help as many people as I can. How can I do that in a way that's intentional and efficient and it's going to allow me to continue to be present in the things that are important to me and to give the people that are important in my life the energy that they need and the energy that I need to continue to pursue the things that make me me. So totally. Yeah. And like that's your one thing. Or it was, right. you know. Uh, I mean, yeah, it was dial it in, but like building right. it was the one thing. And then right. once it's right. built, it's like, okay, well, how do I, you know, automate it and get enough traffic to it? That's the next one right. thing. And, and and you know what? I want to add, because that's this is such a good good question. Uh, and then there are going to be people listening out there. So the one thing that was very, very challenging for me is I had so many opportunities like coming at me, but they weren't my opportunities. So I had to stay focused and spend, you know, the, the, the three to five weeks building out this particular course, recording it and things like that. And it was very, very difficult. But I said, this is the one thing that if I do this and I put it together, this one thing not only will it pay me forever, this one thing is actually going to set up everything else. It makes everything else so much easier. And it's going to cut away probably 
30 hours out of my week that I don't have to continue to explain to everybody else. <laughs> and I can like start to create a community for this stuff. So that was the challenging part. It's that one thing. It's funny you said that because I said that to myself. This what one thing can I do right now that's going to allow me to scale my business and take it to the next level and allow me to focus on more things that I want to do. Yeah. So, yep, that's exactly what I asked myself. I think it's a really important question for people to ask because if you didn't have that clear focus on that one thing, which at the time was your course, then you would have been saying yes to all these other things. But because you had that focus on this is my one thing, right? Yep. it makes it so easy to be like, is that part of this? Is it going to help me with this? No, exactly. I'm good. And then it's so much easier to set boundaries. Exactly. And we have to do that, not just from a business perspective, because sometimes it's a lot easier to do that from a business perspective than it is from a personal perspective. Because a lot of us spend our time doing what others want us to do. Like we, I, there's three categories, right? And I cover it in my course. Like it's what you, what you want to do, what you have to do and what others want you to do. The problem with a lot of people is we spend way too much time in what we have to do, like our roles, husbands, parents, um, you know, those necessary things, going to the job. Those are things we have to do, right? Um, we may enjoy them, but they're still in the have to do category, right? So we spend a lot of time on what we have to do or what others want us to do or somebody getting on the phone talking about something that doesn't pertain to us. And we're spending 30, 40 minutes being drugged into a phone call or we're at the mercy of other people. And we hardly ever spend any time in what we want to do. And that's why a lot of people are frustrated and they feel resentful, resentful about a lot of different things. And you're right. It's having those boundaries. Like I talk about that as well. It's having boundaries. And most people's boundaries stink, man. Yeah. Well, it's because they're not clear on the real thing. Exactly. But when, exactly. When you really sit down and you ask yourself the one thing and you really like you'll get to a point where you can feel electricity inside yourself every time you think about it. You're like, I know for a fact that this one thing is going to be a game changer for me. Like seriously, right. it's going to be the big domino that knocks over all the little dominoes. And when you, when you really are clear on that, like you said, like there, there's no question it's, does this align with my one thing? No. Okay. I'm not going to do it. sounds like a great opportunity. Let's do it back in six months, whatever. But like, right. Right. Now, just right. Like priority. Um, right. So I think I encourage the listener to really ask yourself that question, the focus, or just read the book, The One Thing by Gary Keller. Another um, great thing that I would do in terms of intentionality, I'm really big on time blocking, and I just have four big time blocks throughout my day. Obviously, okay. my wind down and sleep time. Uh, that's from, I have my calendar open. You can see my calendar, actually, Miyoko. <laughs> Color-toted, so fully set, but it's really simple. Uh, so from 8 p.m. to 5.20 a.m., uh, 5.20 a.m. Uh, that's my sleep time. 5.20 a.m. Mm -hmm. to 9 a.m. is my like gym breakfast, hang out with my girlfriend, uh, meditate, mm -hmm. you know, visioning that kind of self-care stuff. Uh -huh. And then from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. I'm in work hours. So after this, okay. call, I'm, I'm done for the day. I think I went, yeah, I went a little over today, but I don't really care. It's just a rough boundary. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. after this, I go to family and friends from 2 p.m. to 8 p.m. Family and friends. It helps me just to know I'm in family and friends time. So I'm going to hang out in family and friends time. I'm gonna actually be in family and friends time where I'm at work. I'm working phones on do not disturb. Like I'm, I'm doing my thing, you know, right. uh, if I want to end early or whatever, it's totally fine. But what took it to another level and you can add this book too is, um, Eric Partaker, The Three Alarms. And it was this really cool idea about setting alarms in three main areas. I've done in a couple more and I've expanded on what he teaches. 
but you have health, wealth, and relationships are like the big core areas of your life. Mm. So you set alarms that go off, you know, 10 minutes before you're going to go do that thing, or you get into your work zone, or I do it before I go into a call before this call, I had an alarm that went off. And actually it was uh, it's like my being a mentee alarm about star student is what it's called early prepared, ask questions. And that goes off 10 minutes before, you know, I learn from you and it's fun just to hear your stuff. So that's the alarm I choose, but I like star coach before I'm going to be a coach. That's deep listener present and resourceful uh, before the gym which is going to go off here in a little bit because I'm going to go later today, is a pro athlete, competitive, focused, and resilient. And then my favorite one is rock star boyfriend, present, <laughs> playful, and loving. And when those alarms go off, it, it reminds me just to like kind of ground myself and think, okay, what does it mean to be present, playful, and loving? And I think right. about that. And then when I'm in that zone of genius and thinking about it, then I can go into that task with the right mindset. So really, really cool book, fun little pro tip. Yeah, I actually, the one thing in the three alarms is probably something I'm going to definitely download those audiobooks the moment we're done here. Awesome. Do it. Killer. Uh, Miyoko, we're going to, we're going to start to take this plane in for a landing, but I want to ask you based on your career, you've been doing this stuff for a long time, teaching, sharing your knowledge, getting paid to do it more importantly, uh, based on your career and all this, what's something that you wish someone would have told you early on? that coaching from a business perspective, I would say, I'm going to give you two. I'm going to give you the business and the personal perspective. Uh, from the business perspective, coaching, you actually have to learn the business of coaching and not just be a coach. I love doing it so much that the aspect of my business was struggling because I didn't look at it as a business from a prospecting, marketing, sales um, retention type of business, you know? So I learned that a lot later on. I wish somebody would have taught me that from the very beginning when coaching wasn't this whole sexy thing that it is now. Um, the second thing from a personal perspective, I would definitely say you have to pour into yourself as much as you pour into other people. That is one of the biggest, biggest things I've learned. Because as a coach, as a person who serves as an athlete, because a lot of us serve in different ways, you are expending so much energy. And if you're not constantly pouring into yourself with rest and sleep and reading like we're talking about and, you know, prayer, meditation, whatever it is that you do, if you're not recharging yourself, you're going to start to fall into that negative bracket. You're you're. You're trying to deposit something you don't have and people are taking away from something you don't have. And that's how burnout and all that stuff really, really starts to happen. So as much as you give to other people, please pour into yourself. Yeah, It's not anybody else's responsibility. Sometimes we're blessed to have people that pour into us. I mean, books can pour into you, you know? So it doesn't have to be a human being. Books can actually pour into you. Music, different types of things. But it's still our final responsibility to pour into ourselves. So if you are not pouring into yourselves, and what I mean by that is taking time with yourself, doing things you're passionate about, things you love, and resting. Rest is not a reward. Rest is a necessity. Though That's what I really learned. It's so, so important, man. Yeah. Anything that fills your cup. Absolutely. Huge. Yeah, that's it's the, it's the whole thing when you're in the airplane. What happens if the plane's going down? Put your oxygen mask on and then the person next to you. 
you have to you're right first. you're right gotta put on yours first right. right so i think that i think that's huge and it's really easy to get caught up especially in this kind of business because it's like coaching teaching uh sharing your knowledge it's like pouring into so many other people and you really right. have to that's the boundaries you know but that's like the one mm -hmm. one thing too is if you're like my one thing is actually picking boundaries and setting boundaries in my life and saying no to things more. If I could just do that, make everything else easier, totally unnecessary. Right. You know? So I'd encourage you to think, kind of think about the listener to think about the main areas like health, wealth, and relationships with that question. Um, Miyoko, you're awesome. Really cool getting to know you, dude. I, I appreciate um, you, man. Yeah, man. I'm really grateful that you, you came on the podcast and we got to get to know each other a bit more and uh, start building a relationship. Where can people learn more about you and get connected? So they can um, they can actually go to www.miyokotaylor.com. They can also go on Instagram. All the social media is Miyoko Taylor. Uh, right now, what I would really like people to do if this if they're in a situation where they're burnt out, where they're struggling with quote unquote work life balance, they really are trying to reconnect to who they are, what they're passionate about, what they want to do. Um, definitely I would invite them to just hop on a call with me um, for free. I'm not charging anything at all. And I want to put that out there. I'm very transparent about what I do. Um, it's, it's free. It's, it's, but it'll get you on the right track to gain a couple of tips that you can implement right away that are really going to help you in your situation. Awesome. We'll put links down in the description. Make sure that I can get, I don't think I have one, but I'll get a link to, uh, to book a call with Miyoko. In the show notes. Okay. Yep, so if you're interested, you're like, let's do it. There's a link right down there. Okay. For the listener, we talked a lot about work life balance, what it is, what it isn't. And I think what it comes down to more than anything is intentionality because you'll spend more time in one thing than you will in another one uh, with your work some days. Sometimes it's more with family and it's okay. I think it's the intentionality and listening to your energy too. Sometimes you just need more rest. Um, that's something that I wish I did earlier instead of just grinding because then I had to fix all my. <laughs> bad work that I did the next day I was like, why did I do that? <laughs> so if I just rested and, you know, called it good when I was, when I was being productive, I would have been fine. Um, yeah. Do, do you ask yourself that question? The one thing, what's the one thing that you can do that would make your life so much easier uh, or make things so much easier, or totally unnecessary in your health, wealth and relationships. Um, and yeah, I think, uh, just, you know, probably have to listen to this episode a whole lot, but the biggest thing is that, you know, you probably get inspired by a lot of different things, biggest things that you do something with this information. Uh, otherwise nothing happens. So take what you learned here, get out there, make something happen, and we will see you in the next one.